Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We are in the middle of an amazing series, three cosmic messages, studying the messages in Revelation 14. Powerful message for our life today. And our topic today, worshiping the Creator. Vital topic as we consider these last days of Earth's history. So welcome to Hope Sabbath School, and welcome to the team. Good to be together again, and I'm excited. I'm excited because Stephanie's teaching today. We've got a special series where 12 teachers are participating. I hope it will inspire you to say, I'm going to download the outline from the Hope Sabbath School website, and I'm going to start a class in my area. In fact, we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at sshope at hopetv.org if you're teaching a class in your area and how you're being blessed. Well, I want to also welcome our remote team members. We've got some folks joining us remotely. Travis, good to see you again. Glad you're with us. Uh, And Haiti, good to see you. Always glad to have you on the team. And Puya, good to see you too. I'm so thankful for our remote team members, aren't you? And we're glad that you're also part of our team wherever you are. I get emails saying, when you ask a question, I raise my hand. (laughs) And we want you to be engaged, actively involved in the study with us. We're always happy to receive these emails. It reminds us that the Holy Spirit's working in powerful ways. Would you write to us today? Uh, sshope at hopetv.org and just share with us how you're being blessed as we study the Word together. Ronald writes to us from Zimbabwe and says, Greetings, Hope Sabbath School team. I've benefited greatly from your weekly studies over time. I have a special prayer request for you. I'm going through some serious challenges at my workplace, and I seek God's intervention. I know that Jesus said we should pray for one another as we all belong to the family of God. Amen? Amen. Well, we're honored, Ronald, that you'd ask us to pray for you. He said, I also have poor health and I need God's healing power because of this illness. My eyesight has deteriorated. I'm suffering from diabetes and hypertension. May God richly bless you for the wonderful work you're doing. Well, I just want to thank you, Ronald, for writing to us. And we will remember you in our prayers in terms of work and health. But we're just thankful that in the midst of those challenges, you're seeking the Lord and drawing closer to him every day. Here's a note from a brother in Kurdistan. I probably should not mention his name, but in Kurdistan, he writes, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Amen. By the way, he did not grow up a Christian, but is now a follower of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm so grateful when I hear and see the blessing of Hope Channel everywhere. Thank you for all your hard work in God's ministry. I'm praying for you and those who are working with you. Grace and peace to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you always safe and healthy. Here are my prayer requests Mm -hmm. for my journey with Christ, this young adult writes, Mm -hmm. and for believers in Iraq and Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, our brother, for writing to us from Kurdistan. We're just honored to know that God is leading you not only in your walk with Jesus, but in sharing Jesus with those around you. Here's a small handwritten note from a donor in 
New York in the United States, and the donor writes, Hello, dear Hope Sabbath School family. Thank you for your ministry. It has been a blessing for me. May God supply your every need and keep you all safe. I hope this donation will help you continue God's work. And a donation of $500 to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank you, donor in New York. By the way, New York's not just a city, it's a whole state, right? Here in the United States, you know who you are. But thank you to each one of you who's partnering with us. This is a donor-supported ministry, as you know. You go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the yellow donate button, and we say thank you for being part of this ministry. One last note from Mark in Malawi. Mm. And Mark writes, anybody here been to Malawi? Mm. Ah, you've been to Malawi, Stephanie, our teacher today. And Mark writes, hello, Hope Sabbath School family. I think they do that so we'll all wave. (laughs) My name is Mark. I'm so excited to watch Hope Sabbath School. Thank you for a clear study of the Word of God. Amen. May we meet up in heaven, Maranatha. The Lord is coming back. Let's be ready, folks. Well, Mark, you sound like a preacher. And we're glad that you're encouraging us because we don't just want to talk about the coming of Jesus. We want to be ready today by trusting Jesus as our Savior. Well, before we sing our theme song, I hope you've learned it already from Revelation 15, verses 3 and 4. But I just want to remind you about that valuable resource we have for you. Thanks to Pastor Mark Finley and Heart Books, we are able to offer you a free digital copy of Pastor Finley's book, Three Cosmic Messages. It will be a wonderful supplement to our series, and you can receive that absolutely free. Well, I'm told you could go to Amazon and buy it if you want to. But thanks to Pastor Finley and Heartbooks, they're offering a free digital copy to you. All you have to do is go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift button in the middle of the screen. You say, I've done that before. Well, go back again and get a digital copy of three cosmic messages. I know that you'll be blessed. While you're there at our website, you can download the theme song. If you haven't learned it yet, you can download the outline that Stephanie will be using. And we all have a copy in our study today. You can even download sheet music if you want to sing the song in your group. Right now, let's sing together. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints, who shall not fear you, O
Looking forward to the study today, Stephanie, as we study about worshiping the Creator. Amen. Let's bow our heads as we begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being also our Creator as we study your Word today. May we walk away with greater awe and more conviction to put all of our faith and trust in you. Mm. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Our study today is focused on worshiping the Creator, but not just any Creator, mm. Creator God. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Can you see a difference? What do you see as a difference? Creator of anything mm -hmm. versus Creator God. Mm -hmm. Jason. Well, any creator can put something together under, you know, their own strength, but they're still limited. They're human. They don't have the same wisdom and knowledge and power or love even for us that the creator God has. Mm. It's interesting he said put things together, right? <laughs> yes. Did God do that? He actually created the things to put together. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Malika. That is what I wanted to say. Uh, we as a creator, we use the things that God made to create. Yeah. And uh, plus, only He can give life. Mm. Everything yes. else is. Let's take a look what the Bible says about creation. And of course, we're going to start in what book, do you think? Revelation. <laughs> Revelation. That's right. That's where we're looking. Revelation chapter 14 and verses 6 and 7. Rodney, would you start our study today, Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. Where do we see creation coming into this, these two verses? All right, Revelation 14, verses 6 and 7, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. 
Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Hmm. So who is He that made the heaven and the earth? Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Hmm. We have an answer there. And uh, Gladys, would you read that for us? Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So what do we learn from this one verse? God. God created when? The beginning. In the, In the beginning. beginning. All right. Yes, Puya. Well, I believe what this text in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 tells us is that God is the person who existed prior to the, this universe or this planet and that he created this out of nothing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which sets him apart from any other creators. Yep. Yep. Job actually speaks of God creating something out of nothing and then hanging it on nothing. <laughs> you have to look that up. It's amazing. But that's the power of the creator God, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9. And Haiti, would you read that for us? Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9. Of course. Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, oh, I'm sorry. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And then verse 9, For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Amen. Haiti. Mm -hmm. What can we learn from those two verses? Well. <laughs> all right, John? We see that God's voice, his word alone, mm -hmm. has the mm -hmm. power to create. Yes, okay. Sabina. And also, I like even thinking of what you shared about the book of Job, of God's putting things to stand out of in the nothing. Is his voice also making it stand as we see here on verse 9? He commands and it stays fast. Yes. So it maintains also not only what creates. That's right. Jason. Yes, yeah, so his word alone is powerful enough to put something into existence, not just as I said, you know, us people, we can put things together, but he's putting things that had never existed before with his word. That's right. Let's turn to John chapter 1 and look at verses 1 through 3. It also speaks about the word of God. Um, Billy, would you read that for us? John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Okay. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Yes. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Mm -hmm. 
All right. How much was made without God? Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. Well, just in case you have any questions about that, let's turn to Colossians <laughs> chapter 1. All right? Chapter 1, looking at verses 15 and 16. And Travis, if you would read that for us. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in the heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Hmm. Thank you, Travis. Was anything left out there? <laughs> no. no. All things were created. Hmm. Powers, dominions, everything. Hmm. And Derek. that's speaking about the Son of God, Jesus, yes. who came mm -hmm. into humanity. And the next verse says, and by the way, by him all things consist or hold together as well. Yes. yes. So he doesn't stop being the creator mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm. He is the everlasting creator mm -hmm. who sustains yeah. our lives today. Yeah. Thank Amen. you. It's very clear from the Bible yeah. about creation. Yes. Why would you say, or could we say, that the uh, creation story is under attack? Well, not just under attack, but severe attack in our world today. Mm. Yes. Good question. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Why is this so relevant for the time in which we live? Sabina, and then we'll go to Travis. So we've been talking through this series about the fact that we are living in within a time where there is a conflict between God and the devil, between good and evil. And because the devil is still working in this earth that we live, we know that he intends to kill, to destroy, he intends to steal from us. And one of the ways that he does so is making us doubt of the origins that we have in God, mm -hmm. making us feel like we are coming out of, of you know, some chance mm -hmm. and not that we have been created with a destiny, with a mission, mm -hmm. with a purpose, and that we are loved by one God and instead of just being a person with without purpose or destination. Mm. So you're saying that having a purpose and not just coming to by chance mm -hmm. impacts the way we live? Most definitely. And the way we see other people as well, not only how we see ourselves and live mm -hmm. and conduct ourselves, but how we relate to others and treasure them. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. important. Yes, Travis. You know, I think Derek said something um, really important, and, that, and he described, you know, as the Bible describes, that God holding everything together, everything exists, and, and uh, you know, is in harmony with each other. And Satan wants to throw everything out of harmony. So when we get rid of the Creator, um, then things start to, to um, implode or explode, or however you want to put it, but things aren't in harmony anymore. And then in turn, he puts the blame of that on God. So, so there's a reason Satan wants to do this. One, he wants disorder when God has everything in order. And two, he wants the world to believe that it's God that's caused it. Mm. Wow. So if it was all just by chance and it was confusion, it was out of order, yep. what does that say about how would we consider our faith then? Mm. Where is faith in that? Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
And then Jason. If if there is no God, let's let's just take that to its logical conclusion. If there is no God, no creator, no plan, no meaning, no purpose, and if we are just a random accident that we just happen to exist as a result of random chances, that means that there's no purpose, there's no ultimate purpose. And some, some may argue and say, well, my family or my immediate you know, friends and my circle and this world is my purpose. But still, on the bigger scale, you, it would be like there was no purpose for you know, years and years before this planet came to exist. And then you have a short, tiny little time period where you seem to have a small purpose and meaning for this world. Mm. And then ultimately, if the world continued to exist without a creator, we, we, we can expect that the world will come to an end at some point. Which means, ultimately, no purpose, short purpose, no purpose in the end, or what's a better way to view in the other end? Mm. Mm. So our faith would be null and void. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's Derek. why suicide is pandemic right now. Yeah. That's right. Because mm-hmm. people say, if life has no purpose mm-hmm. and people don't matter, yeah. why, why bother to live? Mm-hmm. I think this message about worshiping the Creator is crucially important. Mm -hmm. It is for our time. Yes, Jason. And I think it does connect to worship because if we have a a false understanding of the origins of ourselves and and of our our planet, then what would be the purpose of worship and who would be worshiping? We'd be worshiping a tyrant who is responsible for all kinds of evil and pain. And so it would, it would totally distort the purpose of worship, which I think that's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to basically make our worship pointless or mm-hmm. even having a false sense of why or who we worship. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone here who grew up with an understanding, a non-biblical understanding of the um, origin of life? on planet Earth? Or you know someone? John, go ahead. Yeah, I remember young in school that, uh, you know, listening to the teachers talk about evolution and the textbooks with pictures and and just the repetition of millions of years ago and the random acts, mm. um, I, I believe that that's how we came about. And it took, a, it took away a sense of accountability to a creator. And that's why, that's what Satan wants to do is take from us this sense of accountability and hence would lead to worship yes. of the creator. Thank you. Rodney, you had a comment. I, I grew up in the church um, and what was interesting even when I went to school, the public schools um, where I'm from, they actually had worship like in the mornings and, um, and this was a public school. They, you would pray for lunch, pray for break when you're finished. You, and I took it for granted, truly I did, until I moved um, to where I am now where there's, there's none of that in, in, in the public schools. And that was my first introduction to almost like a godless society, so mm. to speak. And it's, it's, it's a very different um, ideology totally. And um, just to, to know that, you know, if, even as a child growing up, you have no idea that there is a God. It's almost frightening, really. And so this study is very important for us to disseminate to the world that there is a creator. And Puya said it um, quite well. He existed before the beginning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's the one that put these things to, 
in place for us to enjoy as we are today. Mm -hmm. So it's an amazing study. Indeed, how relevant it is then for this call to worship the Absolutely. Creator, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to move on. Um, we'll go to Revelation now, chapter 4, looking at verses 8 through 11. And Sabina, would you be willing to read that for us? Revelation chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. Okay, so I'll be reading that from the New King James Version. And the Word of God says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created wow. verse 10 what do you see taking place here worship worship mm. right it, the bible says that there's worship going on here mm -hmm. i want us to focus on chapter on verse 11 okay mm -hmm. thou art worthy who is worthy Lord. The, uh, Lord. The, the Lord, the, the Lord, the Creator, Creator right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. Why is He worthy? For well, you created, created all, all things. things. Created all things, and He's worthy to receive what? Honor, honor. Glory. Glory. glory, honor, honor. honor. And, and, and power. power. Yeah. Hold your finger in Revelation chapter four, and let's go to Luke chapter four, and we're going to look at verses five through eight. Mm. Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through 8. In, interesting enough, mm -hmm. we'll see here that there's someone else who wants to receive <laughs> what only <laughs> belongs to God, right? Mm -hmm. And um, Gladys, if you would read that for us. Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through 8. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, The devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world, in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. And Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Mm -hmm. It's interesting in my Bible and my version it says, all this power will I give you and the glory of them. Did he have the ability to give the glory and power? <laughs> no. 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 And this is not new because our first lesson of this series, we talked about this great controversy. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. yeah. He wanted worship. Yes. And so we could even say at this point that anything that desires to have that kind of worship is not of God. Mm. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. yes. Sabina. 
And also, Stephanie, this is in strong opposition to the attitude of those elders that are there worshiping God. Because the Bible says here in the previous verse that they take off their crowns mm. in the symbolism that if they have any authority that was given by God to them in their responsibilities, in their context, that they just present that to him as one who says, you know, I, I am not to be worshipped. Right. Everything that I have or that I am, it's because you've given me. So I give you my crown. And that's giving away my crowd that I can worship you and glorify you for who you are, the yes. creator. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Lolika. Um, going back to the question about the importance of knowing who is the creator. Um, I grew up in a culture where people believe that there is a creator, mm -hmm. but they just believe the wrong creator. Uh, it's not like, you know, other cultures where some people think that they came by chance. Now, in my culture, uh, there is a creator, but is a wrong creator. I remember one of my family members when, a, um, you know, a teenage telling me, oh, you're traveling to so-and-so, uh, to this place. Don't swim in that sea because the owner of that sea is really very bad. He's going to kill you if you do so. Or they would say, oh, don't go to that forest because, you know, it's sacred, the owner of that forest. And I would reply, for what I know, God is the owner of that sea. <laughs> and I will swim there because it's my daddy. <laughs> and in that forest, I will go. So it's very important to know who is the right creator so you can worship the right creator, who yes. is a creator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very good, thank you for bringing that out. We'll continue on, if there, was there anyone else who had their hand up before we move on? Okay, Puya. You know, I, I come from a, an ethnic group called Mizo people and my, uh, my people previously were animist and our ancestor just maybe a couple of generations ago uh, were worshiping, you know, uh, in fear of the spirits who were uh, frightening them. And they would hide uh, with, I mean, they would worship with the trees and the mountains, as animists do. Uh, but when the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ came mm. to the land of the Mizo people, uh, the, the missionaries realized that our people were afraid of the spirit. It was not because we love the spirits that our people were worshiping. It was because the spirits were torturing them and they wanted to appease the spirit. Mm. So with that context, the missionaries came and preached the good news that, hey, Jesus is the creator. God is the creator of all things. And if you worship him, all these spirits that you are afraid of will not be able to control you anymore. Oh with that, within mm. one generation, all you could say, everybody switched to the side of Jesus and became Christians. And now if you go to the land of the Mizo people, You'll see churches everywhere. Our people switch side. So it makes a difference yeah. who you're worshiping yeah. in reality, Amen. Creator God. Thank yes. you, Poya. Mm -hmm. As we think about that, um, mm -hmm. I think of John chapter 4, uh, 34, or 23 and 24. And Jesus, according to Jesus, the Father seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And of course, we heard from Poya the importance of, of worshiping in truth, right? Mm -hmm. um, why is it that it's so important to worship God in truth? Mm -hmm. Why do you think? Mm -hmm. Travis. You know, I know that story very well. Uh, that is the story of the woman at the well and, and, and 
Jesus, her and Jesus are in this dialogue and, and, and they get it. And uh, she says, well, the Jews say we should worship here. And, but, but our people say we should worship here. And there, there seems to be, she's struggling with this. Where shall we worship? And actually Jesus says, I just want you to worship me because you love me. It's not some formality where you do this and you do that. And, and you know, that's not what God is all about. He wants a reciprocating love, a relational love, where you actually want to worship him because you like or love him. So Travis, you're saying that if we understand who our creator is, that we would automatically worship him because we love him? God, you know, I'm thinking of John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And, and commandment keeping is a part of worship. I mean, he sustains us. God acts for us. He, he listens to us. He wants, he wants a relationship with us. And that's what it means to worship in spirit and truth. Not just this list of things I do to appease some God to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. No, God is relational and he wants a relationship. Thank you, Travis. And that actually brings us to our next uh, section in our study today. And that is the fact that we have a creator who draws close, who comes near to us. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. So when you consider um, deism, um, what, what do you know about deists and what they believe, believe about the creator God? Rodney. So it's the notion that God creates and then he leaves you to your own demise. It's like whatever mm-hmm. happens after I create, that's up to, up to you, mm-hmm. which is quite an interesting concept. Yeah. 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 Billy. It's basically, yeah, like Rodney says, um, it's a God who doesn't care uh, for his creation. Um, so the idea is painting the picture that God is, if there is a God out there, he doesn't care about his creation. Mm-hmm. And that is not the truth. Mm-hmm. Jason, thank you, Billy. Yeah, in Revelation there, we read that he's created the 24 elders say, you created by all things, you, they exist and have their being. So deism removes the sustainer portion. They mm-hmm. have the creation portion, but it removes the part that God sustains, that God cares, and mm-hmm. just kind of, in deism, everything happens according to the natural processes. So God is not involved in our personal day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. So can you think of some stories or teachings in the scripture that expose this false teaching of deism? Many. What comes to your mind? So many. Rodney. Adam and Eve. When, uh, when Adam and Eve stepped away from God, he came after them, came seeking yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to, to ensure that they are back in the fold. So that's a great example of, of, mm-hmm. of God creating and also sustaining. Yes, yes, and that's in Genesis 3, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Sabina. I think that the most clear evidence that scripture gives that God really involves himself with us <laughs> is he himself becoming a person, that's Jesus, mm-hmm. coming in the form of a person to you know, be crucified and give his life for our sins and give us redemption. So if God is not interested in us, to do so, then I don't know what else he can do to prove that he cares. Yes, that's the ultimate. Mm. Derek. And, and of course, Sabina is speaking with biblical authority mm-hmm. because that same John chapter 1, which talks about the Word creating all things. Yes. In verse 14 says, the Word became flesh. flesh. Is it? Well, and should we go there? 
I think we should okay. read that. John <laughs> chapter one. Absolutely. Because I think it's important. People say, well, that's a strange idea. No, that's, that's a, an inspired revelation yes. that yes. the Word becomes flesh. Absolutely. And Sabina, so. would you read verses 1 through 3 and 14? Yes. John chapter 1. Okay, so I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And the Word says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created, were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, mm. full of grace and truth. Amen. Amen. Yes. If that isn't coming close to creation, I don't know what is, right? Yeah. There are other stories in the Bible that can you think of? What other stories? Testimonies? Yes. Um, the story of the Exodus when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt and coming to um, uh, Israel, well, the land of Canaan. Um, and just the patience that God had in teaching, not only delivering them, but teaching them. And there's a part that he says that, you know, make me unsanctuary that I may dwell among you. Mm -hmm. um, so he was always there. He was not living there aside. Mm -hmm. He had a cloud um, by day to cover them from yes. the sun and also fire by night to guide them. He, he would not mm -hmm. leave them. Yeah. Coming close to us. All right. I see many hands. So we're going to go Jason and, um, and then Gladys. Yes. So in the book of Genesis, God actually visits one of his uh, followers, Abraham, and actually has a conversation with him. Uh, now, God is uh, disguised in this way, kind of like as a person, but he actually has a conversation with Abraham here on earth. Mm -hmm. Very good, Gladys. Yeah, I like the, the, the analogy that, that God gives with, through the story of Hosea, when he's just representing his children as running away from him and he goes back and forth just trying to get them back. So that is involvement. That is closeness. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Rodney. We see another example of Cain and Abel. When Cain killed his brother, God approached him and said, where, where is your brother? And, and God had an arrangement with Cain. So you still see mm -hmm. that even when we go astray, God, God is always there. So we subscribe to the concept of the transcendence of God, the, the God that is the master, designer, creator of, of everything. But we also believe in the immanence of God, which yes. is the personal, mm -hmm. integral touch. He, he, he pierces our hearts from the cosmos mm -hmm. to ensure that we understand that He truly loves us. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. yes. Puya. Yeah. You know, I struggle with doubt for... Uh, uh, quite some time as I was growing up, even though I grew up in the church and I went to a Christian school, I, I still struggle with doubts uh, for, for some time. And throughout that doubting process, one thing that brought me back to God was this, this idea that, you know, if God doesn't exist and if God, even if, if it is the case that God doesn't care, that mm. why would the world, why is the world uh, a, a place where life seems to be able to thrive you know if god does not care about the world then why would he create it in such a way that the planet seems to be in the locations where it's it's only in the part of the universe or i mean in solar system where it can exist mm. 
I mean, think about the so many things that could go wrong with our planet, you know, in, in the solar system and in the galaxy and the universe itself. There's just so many factors that we need to consider that could go wrong and yet are not going wrong and we still get to exist on this earth. I mean, talk about science, right? There's just so many things. And so I, I, I came back to this idea as Paul wrote in the Romans that since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly known that mm -hmm. no one will have yes. an excuse one day yeah. to say, you know, God doesn't exist or he doesn't care. If you just look at the world and nature, you can clearly see that God cares about this planet. Yeah, Amen. indeed. Thank you very much. All right, John. You know, the Bible itself is a way through which God has come close to humanity mm -hmm. because he speaks to us every day through it. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So here's an opportunity for you to share, all right? Mm -hmm. A time when you sensed a special closeness mm -hmm. of God, the Creator, mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. at a time maybe of need. Mm -hmm. Share with us. Mm. Gladys. I love music and music just speaks to me and uh, when I was little my father always used to say that it is easy to sing when when things are are going well but it's more blessed to sing when things are going wrong mm. and the closest I, I feel God is like when when I admire the amazing things that he has done he's the king of the universe the creator of heaven and earth yet he has the time to come and sit by me when I'm going through something, mm -hmm. comfort me and hold me mm -hmm. and, and answer my questions and comfort me and just find a way to relate to me. That just boggles my mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Lalika. Um, as John said, this is a love letter to us. <laughs> the nature, if we're not understanding the voice of God through the nature, we can read here. We will hear his loving words towards us. Throughout the whole Bible, we see how God interacted with the people, called them out to go to some place, to stop doing some things, mm -hmm. to guide and direct their steps. In the book of Hebrews 13, he says, I will not leave you, never mm -hmm. forsake you. Amen. So it is not a distant God, it's a present God. And so many times in my life, um, I put that to test to see how David wouldn't go to the battle without consulting him mm. and to see how he should attack. I was like, okay, I'm going to try that again and see. <laughs> and I could see every single time he so strongly telling me, this is a way I want you to walk in. Mm. And uh, every single time people would ask me, why do you know, how do you know that this is the way you should take? Or these are the things you should do say so he's alive I consulted with him and he told me what to do and I never regretted even Amen. when when it was against everybody I stood up for what I sensed he was telling me to do amen Amen. Amen. You know, as you were speaking, I was thinking of that verse in Proverbs 16, verse 3. Yes. Commit your works to the Lord mm -hmm. and your thoughts will be established. Right. Mm -hmm. um, praise God for that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sabina. So you're asking about a particular event also in our lives that shows how God came close, right? So I immediately remembered um, some experience that I had when I was about 18 years old, between 18 and 20. Uh, I remember I was attending a class 
And the teacher, the person who was lecturing, he was really speaking against Jesus. It really mm. offended me in my heart. I mm. stood up and I left the class and I had a long conversation with God for about maybe 40 minutes that was on my way back home because I decided to go back home because of that. And as I was talking to him, I opened my heart of how I couldn't really, you know, um, understand the fact that that man who had no fear of God in his heart clearly was prospering in so many mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him on details about how that was making me feel and how I didn't think that was fair. And um, as I approached my house, I came through the gate. I just came to appease my heart and said, okay, ultimately I know who I serve. I know what's the end for that. And as soon as I entered the apartment where I lived, my sister, she said she was waiting for me, that she knew I was going to come back home earlier. And she could, she had no guess I I should be in school, but she, because God revealed to her, she sensed that I was coming back home. And that during this time when she was praying, God uh, impressed her to share two passages in the Bible with me, Stephanie. Mm. One of them is Psalm 73. And we don't have time here maybe to go into details about Psalm 73, but it's uh, a psalm that that in detail, if you go from top to the end of the psalm, describe it each one of my thoughts from Mm -hmm. beginning to conclusion. And even further in the future, when I was already attending seminary, I learned that that's the one passage, one, one psalm in the Bible that speaks to the question that I had, which is this question of theodicy or the existence of evil in the world and the conclusion that God will, will, will give to it, which has to do with the judgment. Mm-hmm. So at that point, in that moment, I really knew what the Bible teaches, that He knows our every thought. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've sensed God close to me in many opportunities, but that was one in which I really mm-hmm. knew that even before a word is on my tongue, as the Bible says, He knows it completely wow. and Amen. He cares. God. And yeah. God worked through someone and else to exactly. reach you. Yes. Haiti. Um, there have been so many times in my life where I have felt God near to me, but I'm thinking of a time when I was a little girl where mm-hmm. I actually had this really strange spiritual encounter with an evil spirit, actually. Um, I, I actually physically saw it and, and heard it screaming and yelling at me, and it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And um, when that happened, my parents were asleep, but when they woke up, I told them what had happened. And we went throughout the entire house, the entire family, and my father read from the scriptures out mm-hmm. loud in each and every single room. Yes. And after that, I never saw that thing again. Mm-hmm. And I. I never felt its presence, you know, and I could feel like a peace that God was with me. And Mm -hmm. um, in the future, unfortunately, I had um, other moments, you know, there are moments in in life where I could feel the presence of something evil, though it wasn't that intense. I didn't see it or hear it, but I would cling to the Lord. I would begin to pray. I would sing hymns because where where God is praised, the enemy flees. He doesn't want to hear that. And then a peace would come over me. And I praise God for that because I would feel that the evil presence leave and I would feel God close to me. Amen. 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 Thank you, Haiti. Billy, we have time for one more. Go ahead. Okay, I'll try to be quick. Uh, Yeah, I was in college and I um, I was studying and there was one night um, 
that I was just so tired, so tired. And uh, I, I just prayed. I'm like, God, please help me. But the way you helped me was not what I expected. So where I live, you know, we have snow uh, there. And it just so happened that there was this little cloud of snow that dumped so much snow on top of my city that they had to cancel classes. <laughs> mm. So I said, well, I mean, I know a lot of people are not happy that the fact that they can't, you know, go to work, but I was rejoicing. <laughs> and it exposed, it exposed that, uh, how that closeness, that mm. God cares so much about us. And I know that he saw all mm. possibilities. He said that he needs a day off. So I'm just going <laughs> to give him a snow day so that he can catch up with his, with his life. So this is how what happened to me. God is real. Creator God is real. He comes close to us. We're going to go back to where we started, Revelation chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse 7. And this time as we consider this verse, I want us to consider the Creator God and the judgment. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 14, verse 7, and... Who would be willing to read that for me? Gladys, go ahead. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him, for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all the springs of water. My Bible says, for the hour of his judgment has come. So my question then would be, is, is it uh, the creator that's being judged or is he leading out in that judgment? Mm. Mm. Creator's being judged or is he leading out in judgment and or? <laughs> All right, I see um, hands raised. Go ahead, Poya, and then we'll come to Travis. I, I believe uh, the answer could be both. Because Satan has been accusing God as, you know, an, uh, a person who's not loved, that God doesn't care. And so, in a sense, in this whole great controversy, the character of God is on question. So, in a sense, he's being judged by the universe. But through the cross of Jesus Christ, God has shown that he is loving and then as a result of that, we can either be saved, or choose to be saved, or we can choose to be lost. And so we are also being judged. God is the one leading the judgment process. At the same time, his character is also unquestioned. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Poya. All right, Travis. You know, I was thinking of Hebrews 11. You know, the Bible says that Sarah conceived or she, she uh, gained strength to conceive because she judged him faithful. Hmm. And I was thinking the only reason that any of us will want to take part in the judgment of righteousness, because that's the invitation to take part in the judgment of the righteous, is because we'll judge him faithful. Hmm. He, he said that judgment would be made in favor of the saints. So the invitation is come take part in this judgment, which God will judge in our favor. And why do we come? Because we judge him faithful. Amen. 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 So then, thank you, Travis. So then how is our relationship uh, with our Creator, how does that impact our vision and our view of judgment? Mm. Mm. John. I, I, think, I think, Stephanie, that when we see that God is willing and has done everything possible for our salvation, mm -hmm. and He stops at nothing, 
uh, to save us. And that the judgment is for the benefit of the angelic beings who have seen this world and filled with misery and sin. He wants to show them and demonstrate for them that those that he would bring into the kingdom have, you know, would be accounted worthy mm. of salvation. Mm. Rodney. Yes, the, the, the fact that the Creator is our judge, He's our lawyer, He's our big brother, He's our friend. We could go on and on and on. Wow! He is the one that's going to save us. And the, the, the question that you asked earlier is a, a very interesting one, which was, is God also going to be judged? From the perspective of, yes, He was accused of XYZ mm. from, from, from the devil. Um, but we will see ultimately from when the books are revealed um, that, that there's a part in, in Revelation that says, all will bow down and say, just and worthy are you, O Lord, mm. God Almighty. So we're mm -hmm. all going to come to that place to understand that He that, is mm. the just one. Yeah. That's our scripture Spirit. song. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just and yeah. true are your ways. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, again, the contrast between, between God and, mm. and the fallen angel, Satan, yeah. is that Satan uses lies. Jesus calls him the father of lies, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But God only uses the truth. He's transparent. He's open. Yes. He, he doesn't need us to judge him, yeah. but he lays everything yeah. open yeah. so that there will be no question yes. but that he has done what was mm. just and true and, and loving. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sabina. And also I sense that my relationship with God impacts my view on the judgment because the closest that I, that I get to Him, because He's already close, the more I see His character, His heart of love, judgment to me actually becomes more than a moment of joy. It's the conclusion, it's the finality <laughs> for which we are walking towards and I look forward to that moment because I know that that's when we, are, we can move to the next page, to the <laughs> next stage, which is eternity with Him. So for me, judgment, as I get closer to Jesus, is something that I want to experience ASAP, as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So as we're coming to a close, I have to bring this up because Romans 3.23 says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And how is it that our loving creator and holy judge can declare us righteous mm. when we know mm -hmm. that our righteousness is all filthy rags. Give us some verses of hope as we close. Mm. Can you think of some? Uh, uh, John. First John, First John First 1 9, would you read that for us, Lalika? First John 1 9, and then uh, Jason, if you would read First Peter 2 21 to 24. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. 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 What a promise. Amen. Yes. Amen. Awesome. Jason. And then the New King James Version says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 to 24, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should mm -hmm. follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, 
who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen. 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 God. Amen. So who is it that gets us there? Jesus. 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 Jesus does. That's right. As we think about this lesson today, it went way too quick, right? Um, but I'm thinking that when we know our loving creator, yes. our Lord and our redeemer, as it is our privilege yes. to know him, he will receive all of our worship. Nothing else will get in the way. Amen. May God help us to keep our eyes fixed yeah. on him. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Well, what a great study. Yes. Uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm inspired. He wants, he's waiting, wants to meet us face to face when he comes in glory. I want you to welcome him with joy and not run for rocks to fall on you. Now's the time to make the decision and to worship him through every aspect of your life. Amen. For he alone is worthy. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for what we've studied today about worshiping the creator. Thank you. You are worthy of all worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for you are all part of the great plan of salvation. May we find joy as we worship you in every aspect of our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You know, worship is not just something we do once a week on the day that God has set apart as holy. We worship God every moment of every day through our lives. We bring glory to Him as our awesome creator and wonderful savior and soon coming king. Enjoy that relationship and then go out and bless the lives of those around you.